Hey, it's BT Mattels from a Gemini. My guest today is 13-year-old Wunderkid from the United States, Leo Guimarez. I know, I interviewed him, and I still can't get his name right. Anyway, he's an American road racer, racing over in Spain right now in the ESBK Moto4 Spanish Championships. This kid's got the world right here. He's got a great network with his family, and he's he's going to set the world on fire. I know he is, and he's got the greatest hair in the business from F from F1 all the way on the MotoGP. This kid's got the locks. He's got the smile, and he's got the talent. You're going to love this interview. Listen to my buddy, Leo Gimiares. Did I get this name right? I'm hoping so. Audio Here we go. One, two, three. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. And my guest today, I am so happy because I feel like when it comes to American road racing, uh, there's a lot of guys over in Europe right now who are, are putting that work in. And my guest today, not only is he putting in the work, I think he has the best hair of anybody on the grid I'm starting from MotoGP all the way down. Nobody's hair is as great as my guest today. And it's, my guest today is Leon, Leonidas, Leon, Leonidas Gomez. Give me I'm trying. I know your mom's got to be shaking her head, but mom, I'm trying. How are you, buddy? How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being my guest. I, I stumbled across you on Instagram and I said, you know what? I saw the hair, I saw that you rode motorcycles, and I saw how dedicated you were, and I said, I got to get this guy on my show. So thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate that. And I looked up, you were in South Florida, and I didn't realize you started racing at five years old. Yeah. How does that work? When I was five, I could barely walk and not poop in my pants. How are you (laughs) racing at five? Well, I started riding at three in motocross. And so I couldn't even touch the floor. We had like these big training wheels on the bike. <laughs> training wheels on a motocross, on a motocross bike. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now how did you know you wanted to ride motorcycles at that young of age? Like, because at three, no offense, but at two and three, I didn't know what I want to do. And how did you go, that's what I want to do at three? Well, my dad introduced it to me, and before I even started riding, I really liked being on the motorcycle. Um, I used to love my dad's 600 that he had. At three? Yeah. No, like like younger. Younger. <laughs> and I used to have, like, a little toy motorcycle that I used to, like, ride around. Okay. And that just so, kind of just kinda gradually grew? Yeah. Mike, honestly, I think that is nothing short of incredible because, I mean, everybody takes their kid and puts them on the bike and gives it a little rev and, you know, the kids enjoy it and they go, hey, my dad's riding, so I'm going to ride. But then they eventually grow out of it and get in the G.I. Joe. Like, what was it that made you stick with motorcycles? Well, I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh-huh. And I started taking it seriously. And then when I got to Moto America... It was like, I'm really going to do it. It was like, I was set on doing it. Now, now, now you grew up in uh, is it South Florida, right? Yeah. Well, uh, Miami or where? Hollywood. 
Oh, you're already Hollywood. You're already Hollywood. So there you go. You got the hair. He's growing up in Hollywood, Florida. This kid is Hollywood. You realize with your hair, you got a great smile and you got goals. Man, let me tell you something. You're about to be a superstar. Thank you. <laughs> I love it already. Okay. So you start racing at five years old. Yes. Your first race. Now, were you, were you scared or do you, do you even remember? How uh, what emotions you had growing? I mean, that first race. Well, I wasn't scared. I was having a lot of fun. Uh huh. Um, I think I was a little bit scared when some of the kids would pass me. Mm -hmm. But overall, I was very, very happy. Okay. Now I know your mom is standing right off of a camera angle, but I want to ask your mom, mom, how did you feel on his first race? Were you, I mean, were you nervous? What, what were you? I want to see mama coming here. I, I, I like it when the moms, when the parents are there, which is what I love actually. So mama, what, seeing your beautiful little boy race motorcycles, what was your first emotion? Well, for me, it was exciting because I knew that that's what he wanted to do. Uh -huh. I think I was more scared when I first saw him without the training wheels on a motorcycle. He wasn't racing. I think my heart just came out of my chest because he couldn't even brake. And his dad would just, you know, catch him. And I would say, stop, because he's going to kill himself. And, and he would just laugh with his dad and have so much fun. So when the racing started at five, I was kind of prepared. I think I went through the the initial scare yeah and yeah so as as long as he knew how to break then <laughs> i felt better you know <laughs> well you know so. what i feel like i'm in between here because i feel like i know the emotion that the mom is feeling because that's your that's your baby right there. I mean, that's where I mean, I don't think kids, especially when I was younger, you don't know what a parent goes through because, you know, they love you so much. But yeah, but they also want to see you happy. But as a kid, you're just doing what you want to do when you're in fun. You don't realize what they go through. So I'm kind of stuck in the middle because where you are, Leo, that's where I always wanted to be. So you're kind of like my hero. Honestly, all the people I, I talk to on this wonderful podcast, they're where I want to be. So I'm talking to you with a little bit of, ah, I, like I'm envious, but I'm also happy for you. And with the mom, I totally understand, but I respect you so much because to watch your son go through this dangerous sport but knowing that's what makes him happy, I give both of you so much credit. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's just one of those things that um, I know that if Leo doesn't do it, he he gets sad. It's just really his identity. It's a part of him. And even though like now when he's, um, you know, racing here abroad, um, maybe like 20 minutes before he's going to go out of the box. Mm -hmm. I'm already filled with emotions because I don't know what's going to happen. Races are so unpredictable. Right. And what I do is I just, you know, talk to him, give him a lot of um, confidence. I tell him you're going to do great because he trains so much for it. And just to give it his very best, regardless of the results, he knows that we're proud of him. Mm -hmm. But 20 minutes before that race, I'm going to be honest with you, I leave, I leave him with the mechanics because I'm just, you know, nervous and I don't want to give him that vibe. So I leave and I go to, you know, um, like where people sit down, the 
and I just watch him from afar and I let him concentrate and just turn on, get into that moment. So uh, it's just a little ritual I do. <laughs> well, I, well, no, I think it's beautiful. And I, and I love that you have the wherewithal to go, okay, I don't want him to see me you know, yeah. nervous. Cause I mean that that's like I said, that's your boy, but he's got to got to get in his head space. So I think that's so just clairvoyant of you to, to realize that. So I love that. I love that. Now what made you, what made you Leo decide to go road racing instead of motocross? Well, I think the, I didn't really like how bumpy motocross was <laughs> and motocross was a lot harder for me. So I'm like, oh, road racing is better. Like, I liked it more. No, uh, like you say, bumpy. You have and hard... I like the speed, too. Did you have a hard time controlling the bike on motocross? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, hard time controlling the bike. But you say that, but I see you doing motocross in your off-season training. Oh, yeah. I do motocross. Like, I like it more now. Because now I can actually control the bike. I can brake. <laughs> 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 and well i'm also stronger okay too and let me tell you something it's a true story now i knew i was talking to you today so you know what i did i went to your instagram account i saw your exercises and i did the medicine ball because of you i did the balance <gasps> i did the balancing thing because of you and let me tell you something if you're out there follow this guy on instagram and try to do his exercises. And if you're anything old, if you're, I'm not old, but if you're anything older than, than 23 or 24 and you're not a professional, you will respect this kid that much more. Because I was trying to balance myself and I was about to fall. So I respect what you do, buddy. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. So after that first race, were you were you dead set on this is what I want to do for for a living? Well, after that first race, not really. I, I just thought it was really, really fun. Uh-huh. It was after we started traveling, like, to, like, out of the state, like, getting to the states that are up north, uh -huh. to the tracks that are, like, like really up there in the north. I think we went to Wisconsin. Okay. Um, I forgot what it was called. What was it? What was uh, I think it was Philadelphia, but it was really after, after Moto America. Yeah, it was Moto America. After Moto America, I was really set on it. Okay. Now, yeah. now, now, what made you think or what made you realize that you had a little talent? Because, I mean, I know sometimes you guys are really humble. All racers are really humble. But there comes a time when you have to say to yourself, you might not say it out loud, like, hey, I'm kind of better than all the other guys, or I have a, something a little different. So what made you realize, or, may, or made you, or what point was it where you go, you know, I think I got something here. I think I'm a little bit above these guys. Well, a lot of the trainers would say that, uh, like, I learn really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the, like, champions, like Mark Marquez, Valentino Rossi, mm -hmm. they can learn very quickly. So a lot of trainers wanted to train me because of that. And that, okay, so now did you grow up, uh, did you grow up watching uh, MotoGP or Supercross or, or anything? And that's what kind of, uh, I don't know, made you more passionate about the sport? Or, I mean, which came first, you riding or watching it on TV? I think watching it, mm -hmm. watching MotoGP, like 
MotoGP. I saw all the racers. Um, but when I started, I didn't really like watch it. So it was kind of after I got into the sport, I started watching like MotoGP. So actually, you start riding before you start watching. Yeah. Wow. I mean, honestly, that in a way, that's even more respectable because you were into it before you even saw the professionals do it. Yeah. My dad uh-huh. had already seen it. Okay. So um, he found the, the organization to do it. Uh-huh. He was thinking that to bring me into it, maybe I could be like uh, the champions of there. You know? Now, uh, when you start watching MotoGP, what riders stuck out in your mind where you go, oh, my God, that's my favorite? Or that, or for some reason, that's the guy I want to be like? Valentino Rossi, I saw. I'm like, I want to be like him. And Mark Marquez, too. What was it about those two that, that made you, like, that made you go, oh, that's that's who I want to be like? What, what made you want to emulate them? Because, all right, so I wanted to emulate them, like, Because I wanted to to be like them, mm-hmm. you know. I wanted to win. I wanted to go at high speeds, save the sliding slide a little bit, you know. Yeah, I I like that. I like that. So you had a little competitive spirit even at, at a young age. Well, young age. He's only thirteen. I'm going at a young age. <laughs> only 13 but i think that's great though so they they you were attracted to them because they were at the top of their sport and they knew how to race and that, is that why yeah okay yeah. so if i had to pick who would you like better rossi or marquez if you had to pick well i think marquez because he won like all the races <laughs> All the <laughs> well, you got to realize that before Marcus, there's a guy named Rossi, and Rossi, yeah, Rossi, Rossi used to win all the races. You know, yeah, all the races too. <laughs> but I think Mark Marquez was incredible because when he got into MotoGP, yeah, he was just winning, winning, winning. Well, you, well, you know, I remember Marquez when he was he was a little bit older than you, but I remember watching Marquez when he was in a category called 125s, even before Moto3. I don't think you were born then. Before one oh three, before before Moto3, there was 125s, and I saw him winning there, and I said, this guy's going to be good. And you can always tell. And he went through so much, and what you got to do in the beginning, at least with him, he crashed a lot. But you could tell he had that, you could tell he had it in him. And so one, oh, yeah. once he figured it out, he became and I and I I, I remember watching uh, an announcer goes once he figures it out and once he starts to win his first race it's going to be over and basically that's what happened. So is that what's going to happen to you? Oh yeah. Is that what's going to happen to you? Yeah. Win my first race and then all of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now why road racing? And when you watched it, why did you like road racing better than motocross? I mean, when you're watching, when you're watching. Well, I really like high speeds. And motocross, I never really liked the jumps. Yeah. I thought they were always scary. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
You know what? I ride motocross too, believe it or not. I know I can't tell because I look all fat on his TV. But I do motocross also. And let me tell you something. The lip of a jump is probably the scariest thing you'll ever see. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, if you're facing it like this and there's this one jump, and I, I mean this, I, I used to ride around it. And I would go to bed thinking about that jump at night. And I go, and I, and I thought about it all week. Like, I'm going to do this jump. And I jumped, and if you see it from the side, I swear it's only about this big. But when you face that lip, don't laugh at me. But when you saw that lip, uh, the lip of the jump scared me. But the whole jump was about this big, and it took oh, me yeah. it took me a month to do it. So I know exactly what you mean. I know. So yeah, when I when I do it, I just go and do it. Like I go, but I don't go with full gas. I go, and then when I get up onto the jump, I let go of the gas. So I don't jump as high. <laughs> I love it. Because I was going to ask you, when's the last time you uh, you were ever scared riding? I mean, have you ever, well, have you ever been scared? Because I know when you're, when you're my age and you look at people like you, I look at you like, ah, kids never get scared. But is, is, was there ever a time where you went, oh boy. Well, when, when riders crash in front of you uh-huh. and it's in a pack. Yeah. Um, someone can get run over mm-hmm. and there's always that one person that falls in right. the first turn. Right. And it's scary because you think you, you might run them over or somebody else might run them over. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Cause yeah. it's, it's always the beginning of the race. It's always pretty much the whole shot. That's the scariest yeah. of a race. I mean, that first turn, because everybody's trying to jockey for positions and yeah, that first, that first turn can be wow. You know? Yeah. I I got stuck in a pack and almost ran over a kid's foot <laughs> during the race in S uh, another bike. Uh-huh. It was they put uh it was like the almost the same bike except with different engines. Uh-huh. They the faster bike, the SP2, I was riding an SP1. One of the SP2s like hit the back tire of the um of the SP1's front tire, like, okay, sorry. So the, so the SP2 went like that, like, boom, right onto the, the, the SP1's front tire, okay. like that. Uh-huh. And the kid, I don't know if it was like a high side, almost. High side, low side, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. But he fell, like, right in the middle of the turn. Oh. It was, like, right in the middle, because... It's a left and then right. Was that scary? Yeah, I think to the kid, yes, very much. To me, it was kind of scary, but also I'm like, I have to go take advantage and get up front. Oh, I love that mentality. That's the mentality of a racer already. Like who who got you that mentality? I mean, was I mean, don't get me wrong, you're born competitive. I mean, I could tell, but who is training your brain mentally to be that way? To what? Because you're talking like a you're talking like a veteran now. So who got who got you that way mentally? I think my mom, because she shows me a whole bunch of like videos uh-huh. of the of like great basketball players, like Michael um, Jordan, like Michael oh, Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Okay. And so. She shows me the quotes. 
Like, yes, yeah. because your mom controls your Instagram, and I can tell all the there's all nothing but fa- good quotes on your Instagram. And I go, no offense to you, I go, this kid's not writing this. I go, I think his mom is. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, but it's great though, and I and I applaud your mother. I love your mother. I applaud your mother what she does because it, the, the more positivity you put in that brain and you feed good stuff in your brain, nothing but good's gonna come out. So you're what your mom's doing. She what she's doing is your brain is a garden. And your mom is cultivating that garden with nothing but positivity, and she's sprinkling it with, with, with just nothing but just positivity. And I think it's great. So props to you, Mom. I know you're listening. So props to you, Mother. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm right here. I know you are. I, were you ever an athlete also, Mom? Huh? Were you ever an athlete yourself? No. Actually, um, I wasn't very good at sports. It's his, ha- it's his dad that was more athletic so um yeah but I support uh my son being an athlete I was more intellectual you know I'm a I'm a school teacher I love reading and so I was more on you know the just learning part I'm not more like the physical well, muscle. Well, basically, you guys are producing the ultimate super kid because the kid has got the looks. Look, I said, look at his hair. This guy, I, I'm jealous. I like my hair. I mean, I'm bald headed. I love my hair. But you've got the, he's got the locks. Well, and I was telling my producer, and I was telling the sound guy, if I was a little girl and I saw this guy racing by me on a motorcycle, racing, and his locks were coming out from under his helmet, I'd be like, Mama, who is that boy on the motorcycle? <laughs> that's what i would say so if your dad was an athlete he's got that covered and then your mom's got the the cerebral part part going you're almost unstoppable do you realize that you're almost a dr frankenstein experiment because he's got everything he's got the looks he's gonna get endorsements look at this face you can't help but get endorsements from this kid he's got the hair his mom's gonna get the cerebral part like listen you're a champion and and every day she's gonna be sprinkling it in his head and his dad's got the athleticism you're almost unstoppable right now leo oh it's very nice of you. Thank no, you. But, but I think it's the truth. Now, what, now, what sport did his dad play? What sport did his dad play? Oh, his dad did soccer, tennis. He even rode some motorcycles. I mean, his dad is like all over, you know, like an athlete. But he, he never really had like, um, I would say, a focus. Okay. Like Leo, early on, we knew that he was just focused on one thing he was really passionate and I could say obsessed because if he didn't do motorcycles he would get sad and I just found that that was different from other uh children so I was like you know what I think my son really wants this I really think that he can do it Mm -hmm. because in his mind he's strong you know he wants it that bad so let's put all our energy and help him out and support him. So I think that's one of the biggest things with athletes is that you really have to have your family support you because it's very time consuming. It's very expensive. Yes. And you've got to sacrifice a lot of time, you know, to, to make it happen. So Leo puts in the work. I just push him, you know, and I keep telling him he can do it. And that's what we do. Leo, you got to realize not every kid has this at, at their disposal. And, and I've seen the good and the bad. I've seen the bad to where 
the kid is being pushed to the point of like it's kind of like oh it's kind of like cringeworthy and yeah. and i'm seeing from you the good part the fact that you want it but the wherewithal knowing that your parents want you to want it like you do and they're doing everything in their power for you to do it but you also have the physical from your dad, you know, because when your athletic genes are passed down, okay, that's something that you can't really replicate. I mean, you can do, you can try your best, but when your dad has the athleticism passed down to you and what your mom, and everybody loves their moms, moms are there to go, I want my son to be happy. And so she's there supporting you. Even now, she's here to make sure I don't ask you anything nefarious. So she's there just to make sure. So do you realize how great you have it right now? Yeah. I mean, so what you have now is it's almost a dream because you have the home network. So you're happy. And now you can go out and you can chase your dream. And I don't know if you realize it now, but the older you get, you're going to look back and go, I got the greatest life in the world right now. Yeah. Well, I'm really happy. I, I feel like I got the greatest kid in the world. And yeah, Leo, he always makes us proud. So. Well, anything that he accomplishes, I'm gonna be happy. Whether he gets the MotoGP, um, SBK, uh, Superbikes, whatever it is, as long as he is doing what he loves to do, we're gonna fully 100% plus support him and just be there for him in the good and the bad. Well, racing is like that. Well, let me tell you something. Even if you didn't, I'm going to adopt this kid. I'm going to tell you right now. If, <laughs> if you decide to leave him right now and Leo, you're like, what am I going to do? I would come over there right now and you'd be my new stepson. And I mean that. I would adopt Aww. you. And <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I really mean it. I just, I love this kid already. I think he's great. So right now I want to ask, when did you decide like, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting from this sport here in America, what I want to get. And when did you decide to make the leap over to, you're in Italy now, right? Yeah, no. We're in Spain. Where in Spain are you? Uh, Like Alicante. Okay, I was going to say, I'm not going to follow you. I just want to ask where you are. Okay, you're in Alicante. Okay. Okay, so when did you decide to make the leap to Europe? Because, I mean, it's almost like if you want to be the, like I said, iron sharpens iron. So you got to go where the best are. So if you want to, yeah. if you want to swim with the big fish, you got to be with the big fish. So when did you guys decide I got to go over to Europe? Well, I think it started with the ovale that we had. We got the ovale and we're like, um, we need better training because the training, like we weren't getting good training we didn't have any trainers, so we went to Italy, mm -hmm. and we did the 160. We got really good trainers over there. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think it was a really good experience, honestly. And um, and then after 160, I did Aprilia, the Aprilia RS 250 SP1. And you were the only, you're the first, aren't you the first American to podium? During, uh, yeah. in, in the 250 class with the, the CIV Junior Aprilia RS250, you were the first American to podium. Yeah. Wow. What, I mean, how did you feel when you found out about that? Well, I was very happy. I was crying my eyes out when I found out, like, third place. 
Oh my God. Good for you. Good for you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart, man. I just, I want American road racing to really, really be up there in like the, you know, the yesteryear, like, you know, with Kenny Roberts, Kenny Roberts Jr., uh, you know, Fred Merkel, all those guys. So I'm glad you, you realize that you are a legend now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean that. Okay. <laughs> So this year, you also, and you, and I, this is what really made me want for you to be on the show, was you just signed up with the Alma Racing Team to race in the ESBK Moto4 category. Yes. So how did that come about? Well, Moto4, because we did Aprilia, we, were, we needed to come to Spain because the level here is higher. And so when we did... We, we were thinking originally about Primoto 3, but uh, the trainers were suggesting us Moto 4 because Moto 4, the bike wasn't as fast and powerful, but there were a lot of kids in that category. Mm-hmm. So I could battle and, you know, it learned the tracks because it was my first year too. So now do you look forward to the battle? Yes. <laughs> oh man, I love it. What what part of the battle do you like the most? Well, the passing, the passing and going at high speeds. Now, what what do you say your strengths are? What's what do you do better than anybody else or or you're above level on in your mind? What do you do better? Well, I think it's learning the tracks really fast. Okay. Yeah. So learn. Okay. Now, how are you on your starts? Are you good on starts? Are you? What yes, are, I'm very good at starts. Oh, look at uh, you. That was kind of cocky. Yeah, I'm really. I mean, you said it like really quick. Like, yeah, I'm good on starts. Keep going. <laughs> a lot of people tell me I'm really good at it. Okay. Like really good. I I like I'll be like one time. Actually, the race that I got podium on, I started from last place because the qualifiers were rainy. Uh huh. And that track was super slippery, and it was my first time on the rain with that bike. And so um, I jumped from, like, last place to around the middle. And so from the middle then, like, and then that first turn when someone fell, I would put back a little bit. But I started catching people, like, Boom, boom, you know, uh-huh. one after another. And I remember that last, those last few laps were the kid that was, if he was going to, he like, one of them, like, pushed him off the track. And so he went into the gravel and he saw me coming. I saw it. And he was like trying to get out the gravel as fast as he could. <laughs> and I passed him. I drafted him. Cause he didn't get the speed out of the corner. Um, but that's how I got my third place. Oh my God. I love that. Now are you, uh, do you like, you like getting your elbows out when it gets, uh, when it gets a little, you know, cause they say it's really aggressive from everybody I've talked to who races over there. They said the thing they had to adjust with how aggressive the kids are. Now are you, are you fine with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With no hesitation. Yeah, I mean, it's no big deal for me. Good for you, man. Now, you think that's because of your Brazilian roots? Mm. 
What do you mean, like? Like, well, like, because, uh, you know, like, I know you're, you know, you're proud Latino. That's what it said on your, on your biography. I'm not just saying, on your biography. So you're Latino. So you think it's that, uh, the Latin in you that makes you, like, uh, you're not afraid to be aggressive? No, no. I think it's just me. Okay. I really like it. Good for totally. you. Totally. Good for you, man. I I think that's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad. Honestly, it's like you're having a ball over there, man. Are you? Yeah, I'm having a ball. Now, have you reached out to other Americans? Because I know uh, Kensei Matsudara is going to be racing in the same category you are this year. Hmm. Do you know Do you know him? No. Okay, he's an American. I had him on the show before. I think you guys will get along. He's a great kid, just like you. His parents are great, just like your mom. I think you guys will get along. But he's going to be in the same category. He's going to be in the Moto4 category with you. So if you get a chance before the race or whatever, say, hey, how you doing? And then, you know, you battle. But then I think you guys will get along great. So he's going to be another American over there. So I think you're going to like him. Now, I know you had your first four-hour endurance race. What was that like? Well, I, it was for me, I did, I rode for like, like two hours, but I split it into like an hour straight each time, but it was on a pit bike. So it was like, it was pretty easy for me. Yeah, but still an hour is an hour. An hour? An hour is an hour. An hour is a lot. I mean, it, maybe yeah. for, for you, no, but for me, yeah. I mean, I got a couple pounds and a couple years on you, but yeah. I mean, so it was a little, it'd be a little tougher for me, but it was nothing for you? Well, it was after I get off the track, mm-hmm. I had to, like, sit down immediately. Because, <laughs> like, my body, because when I go on the track, yeah, I'm going to do long sessions. Uh-huh. It's like I go into a zone and I don't get tired. And if the bike starts like cutting out or it starts, you know, or start really feeling it, mm-hmm. then I go into the pit. Okay. But, like I'll ride as long as I can. And that was my strategy. Ride as long as I could and learn the track. And how did, and so, okay. So how did you guys do overall as a team? how did you guys do? We did. Well, I didn't, we didn't do that good. Because the we other were like around the bottom. Was it because the other guys? No, not necessarily. Okay. No. Okay. But I was it was my first time on that track. Okay. And oh yeah, and the kids on the top uh-huh. were like really, really small. Like I think they were like eight or something. They were <laughs> like little kids. And they fly on those bikes because the bikes that we were riding. They were automatic pit bikes, like one tens. So you put gas, and it's like. <laughs> and they're so light, yeah. The the bikes, uh-huh. so it's so easy to move them around. Okay. And it's also upright, so that makes it even more easy. But hey, something new is always good, though, right? Oh yeah, something new is always very good. It was a lot of people there, so I improved my passing there a lot. Now, do you have other Americans over there to, uh, to you know, to I don't know, help you acclimate to, you know, Spanish life or, or just you and the family? Uh, I think it's just me. Do you know Christian Daniel Jr.? 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. I had him on the show twice. They're really good. They live in Barcelona. I don't know how long how far that is from you. You know him? Yeah, we know them. Okay. Okay. We've never actually met them in person. Okay. But we know them. Like. Well, now that I know you, I'll get you in touch when you guys can be like this. I mean, I, I bring you guys all together. That's what I do. And when we all be oh, yeah. one big racing family, and that way I can introduce you guys. How about that? Is there anything about the United States that you miss? Um, the culture, I think, because uh, I can speak English everywhere. Okay. Here, I can speak English, but it's not as much. Okay. And I also have my friends over there, my dog, my cat, uh-huh. and family, a lot of family over there, too. Okay. How, how often do you come back? How often do you come back? I think like every race season, mm-hmm. I do. Um, so I come back for the race season, and then I go, and then I go to back to America. Okay. Do you miss going back to America? I mean, do you do you miss it? Yeah, I miss America. Really? Yeah. What What do you miss the? Okay. Do you like? Uh, how about food wise? Is it just? Other than friends, is it food wise? Is it just knowing, like, just knowing America? You know how we, you know, I mean, you know how you don't realize what you have until you're someplace else and go, man, it'd be nice to watch some American Netflix or it'd be nice to oh, watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or go, because I know the Spanish life, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is that everything, like, they have a, is it a siesta in the daytime? I mean, like, you guys eat later over there, right? You eat dinner later. Yeah. Like, what time do you eat dinner? Well, dinner. We've always ate dinner like at nine. Really? Ten. Yeah. Wow. See, I felt bad because it's what, nine o'clock there, right? It's almost 10 o'clock there? Okay. Okay. We just ate dinner, so. What'd you you have for dinner? What'd you have? What'd you have? Pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Is Is that the food of champions over there? Is that the food of champions? I don't know. (laughs) And who got you pizza? Was it mom? Dad. Dad got you pizza. That that's a dad. You know, you're supposed to be eating like good quality stuff, like 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 oh, yeah. like like beans and and eat fish and chicken breast and rice. And yeah. You're, and you're having pizza. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do eat a lot of rice and beans and pasta. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of like a cheat day almost. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you, who has the best food, American food or Italian? Because whenever I'm whenever I'm in Europe, I always eat Italian food. So I'm gonna ask it's you, which do you rather, American food or Italian food? Italian. Ah. Italian, the the gelato, it's so good. It's like after you eat it, yeah, you never want to eat any other ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I come here. And like, it doesn't taste that good. Yeah. Like, why? You know, I could tell it was good because you immediately went Italian. You go, it's gelato. You didn't you? Did he say that? He goes, gelato. Because I had everything else, you were just saying like this. And I go, what do you like? What's the best Italian food? Gelato. It's a bella. I love it. Man, that is, I'm glad to see you acclimated to the system. I really, now, take me through a day in your life. Okay, you're gonna wake up, and what's a what? What is a normal day for you, Leah? Well, what time do you Monday, wake up? I do different things. So, like Monday, mm-hmm. I would wake up like at eight, 
Okay. No, like at 8.45, Oh my God, you sleep in late. And then, well, and then I would go to the gym at 9.15. Okay. On Monday uh-huh. in the morning. And then after that, I would go ride. Okay. How long are you in the gym for? How many, uh, an hour, 35 minutes, 45 minutes? How long are you in the gym for? 40 minutes. Okay. And then you go ride. And then I go ride for the rest of the day. Like till my bike is broken or till it becomes too cold. Yeah. And then what? And then I go home and I do school. Oh, I was going to ask you any schoolwork involved there, but you know, because you could skip it. I mean, you're another country. I mean, you're already riding motorcycles. You're already living the life. Why ruin it with school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what what grade are you in then now? If you uh, you in American wise, you be in what seventh grade? Yeah, I'm doing remote school, so I am in a virtual school. Okay. So I'm in seventh grade, and I'm learning American curriculum. Okay. Now let's just say let's just say I'm not even thinking negative, but let's just say it came to the point where motorcycles weren't in your life. What would you be studying, and what would you want to be? And it's hard to believe because you're already like a young kid and you're following your dream. But yeah, if it wasn't for that, what would you be? I would be a mechanic to to fix more. No, an engineer. Yeah. Engineer to to make motorcycles. Make better motorcycles. How would you make them better? How would you make them better? Um, Well, a 250. Mm -hmm. I would try to make it like make it faster like a faster 250 of 250 that's faster but it's not like some bikes or sometimes in the races mm-hmm. they sometimes they juice up a bike so the bike starts going faster but the bike can also like the engine will sometimes blow up the internals okay so that happened to one of the kids in the race i think like the first race yeah first race mm-hmm. or the second race one of the one of the kids the engine just blew up and there was oil on the on the second turn oh all over the second turn and so they had to like red flag it and it was just crazy <laughs> what's the worst crash you ever had well the worst crash i've ever had i think with a small bike it was like high sides oh I've had a few high sides recently. Oh. Now, do you know, can you feel yourself about the high side? Like, uh-oh, this is the early. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I feel it about to happen, and then it happens. Because when you're about to happen, and I'm like, I'm in a high side. <laughs> like, I feel the rear yeah. slide, uh-huh. and then it catches grip, and then it goes like that really quickly. Like, oh. boom. And then, and then I go up into the air. Does, does it take your breath away? No, I, I, I can't pick up the bike. Uh-huh. And sometimes I land the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like I, I landed on my knees one time. Oh. And so it kind of like opened my compression suit. Uh-huh. And it, it like irritated my skin on my knees. So it was like burning almost. Okay. But it wasn't hurting. It was just burning. And I, w- I stood up the bike. I couldn't pick it up because like... I was already like, like 
the impact. I don't know why, but the impact like sort of tires you out mm-hmm. trying to like just get up from it. So it can't take you, it can't take your breath away. Like it can't take yeah. your breath away. Okay. Well, sort of, sort of. Okay. So are you are you when you're in the air? Like, do you do you? What's your thought when you're in the air? Like, uh oh, this is gonna hurt, or I hope I don't land on the track, or what is your thought process while you're in the air? Well, I really hope that I don't break anything. Like, nothing happens to me. Right. And that, um, I'm like, I hope I hit like maybe gravel or something that's not that hard. Mm-hmm. But I always, for some reason, hit the track. And this is on the small track. So, like, there's a gravel track, but the gravel track is more far. So when you slide, it hits it. And this track, this track specifically, Uh has, like, these, like, walls. But the walls are, like, they're not walls. They're more, like, barriers made with hay Mm -hmm. and plastic. And they're really soft. Well, softish. And the parts that I high side on are more downhill. So there's less grip in the bike. So, uh, and my tires are usually worn out or the wrong pressure in the rear. Yeah. How you know those things at this age is beyond me. I mean, it's like talking to a grown person. I feel, like I'm talking to, I feel like I'm talking to a grown man here. I mean, seriously, I mean, your knowledge of this is just like, have you already had this knowledge or did somebody like teach you while you're racing? Well, they, we, I kind of like study, study it and I learn it mm-hmm. as I'm practicing or during some races, mm-hmm. I learn it. Like I learned the internals of the bike I kind of know how it works. I watch videos on it just to know how the bike works, the pressures. I have to know all of this because if something happens, I can tell, like, let's say the mechanics or my dad specifically what happens. That is okay. So, okay. Now your mechanics is your team, is it a Spanish team or is it a, a Italian team? Because sometimes, you know, there's a language barrier and, they, you know, you have to. Oh, yeah. So are you, what are your mechanics? Are they Spanish or are they Italian? Well, I don't know yet. Okay. But last year, uh-huh. I had Italian mechanics. Now, was it hard to tell them what, what the bike was doing? No. Oh, they knew? I, I had already learned the, the situational language. This guy. For Italian, so yeah. I knew like rumble strip was cordolo. Or <laughs> I love you. This is great. This kid knows. That is beautiful, man. Just the wherewithal to know that. And, and, and what's the Italian word for rumble strip again? Cordolo. <laughs> oh, and after you get that cordolo, right? You get some gelato. <laughs> So okay, so have you met any have you met any MotoGP riders while you're training? While you're over there? No. For no. some for some reason, I think you should probably meet Frankie, Frankie Morbidelli. 
Oh yeah. Because I mean, he's a great guy, and he's part, and he's half Brazilian. I really think you like Frankie. Frankie's a really, really good dude. So I'll see if I can get Frankie to meet you. I don't know. I don't. I don't know Frankie. At, um, I'm not tight with him like I am with you. But I'll see if I can get Frankie to, you know, whatever. I think you guys would get along great. You both have great hair. I think your hair is better than Frankie's personally. Frankie's got a little curl in it, but you're. I think, like I said, I think you have the best hair in motor racing. I can't think of anybody in I'm talking all the way from F1 down to uh to ESBK Moto 4. I think you have the best hair in motor racing. There, Thank you. There, there's no there's nobody better than this kid. Okay, so take me through. You know, I was talking to your mom about how you know you're getting ready for a race and she didn't like to be around you. So how do you prepare for a race? Say it's race day. What do you do on race day? How do you prepare? So I prepare by, like, warming up, stretching a little bit, like getting myself warmed up, and then putting on my suit, warming up the bike. Are you superstitious? Going on the on the free practice. Are you superstitious when you put your clothes on? Like, you have to go with your right boot first or your left boot first? No. Sometimes I'll put my left boot first instead of my right one, or sometimes my right one. And same thing with my gloves. I put my left one on and then my right one. Or my right one and then my left. <laughs> well, that's good because sometimes you get caught up in superstition sometimes and, and it messes you up. So you really have basically no superstition at all. You just get ready. You yeah. You warm up. Now, what's your headspace? What are you thinking in that, uh, before a race? Well, I'm thinking strategies of like really good places to pass my weak points and where I need to be defensive, uh, lines, lines, definitely lines. Cause there are different lines to be going fast and defensive and passing well, aggressive lines. Wow. So like an aggressive line would be, uh, like your break point would be later, much later than the faster. It would definitely slow you down breaking that late. Because you have to break a lot harder, uh-huh. but you would pass the person. You go like you know, like that, right in front of them. And if it's an S, you have to take like the fast line, because on the S you want to get more speed out of the corner. If it's an S and then straight, more speed out of the corner. If it's like a S turn then straight. And then it should be like try to get them on the second turn of the S. Cause if you go past them on the first turn, yeah, then they can get you on the second turn of the S. And if it's just a, a normal turn, outbreaking them would be the best. Or taking a fast line if it's a fast turn. And not playing defensive on like the straight on not the straight but not taking a defensive line if someone's behind you and you're playing defensive Mm -hmm. and there's a turn that has another straight ahead of it then you should take the fast line because it would give you more more speed coming out of that turn and it would help you get the advantage because the person behind you is trying to pass you and if they pass you on that turn they're slowed down and so you'll get more speed. Your speed is higher because of that. 
And how did you, did you find this out by, did somebody tell you this or you just find out just by racing? By racing. Really? And my coach also helps me with that. Okay. When's the, when's the last time you got super frustrated where like, I'm, I'm not getting it today or something like, when's the last time you were just really, really frustrated? Well, it was that race. It was a race. Uh, I think the last time I got frustrated was um, a race called Modena, the track. I'm not exactly what round it was, exactly short, but um, I was getting really frustrated because I didn't know how to pass them and they kept passing me. So I'm like, how am I supposed to pass them? And I saw some of them fall because that track has a lot of cracks uh-huh. and uphills and downhills. It even has like this corkscrew thing. I thought the corkscrew was really, really fun <laughs> because it was like a downhill. Yeah. But you had to like go like that. It was really, really fun. <laughs> I could tell. Okay. As racers, we all talk about the red mist, you know, when you get mad, like for some, for whatever reason, somebody makes you mad and you just, and you can't see straight, you get that red mist. Have you ever had the red mist? When, when did you have it? And who was it? So it was back in Moto America. Okay. When this kid, this like one kid, (laughs) he was super annoying because he was, small and he was fast in the straights but in the turns he was slow so i was faster than him i was making faster times but every time i'd get on the turn he would play a defensive line and i could never pass him and this other kid too had a problem with this that kid it was just like really, really frustrating. So what did you do? Like, what did you do? Did you do anything? Did you go? I mean, were you in your head? I tried passing him multiple times throughout the race, but never really could pass him. So you just. He was just really light. <laughs> well, he can't help that. I mean, I thought like maybe some racer did something like nefarious to you. Like maybe they gave you an elbow where you go, wait a minute, that wasn't a racing elbow. That was an elbow that that he didn't like me elbow. Like, I mean, was there anybody mm-hmm. ever did that to you? Like you go, Argh! and you get into the pit and they had to calm you down. I'm not exactly sure, but I'm. I don't really remember it but my parents saw it. <laughs> I didn't really think about it. I, I didn't see it at all. Remember what? when he did like that to you? Oh, yeah. In the, one of the Aprilia races, yeah. they, a kid went and tapped the back of his thing, the oh. back of his tail, the tail of the bike. Yeah. And that's a taunt. Oh, like, like I, but, but are you sure he wasn't saying, hey, get behind me, we can catch somebody? Or No, no, no. That's like a taunt, like, you're oh. haha, you're behind me. Oh, oh, did you get mad? Did you get mad? Did you oh oh he's he, he, he got stuck. He got stuck. Taunted me? Yeah. And then I passed him and taunted him back. <laughs> and then he passed me again and taunted me. Now were you laughing or were you going, you know, I'm gonna get this kid? I mean, what, what was yeah, your Yeah, I'm gonna get this kid, yeah. <laughs> so when the race was over, did you go, uh-huh. oh, wait a minute, who won between you and him? Did you place in front of him? He won. Oh. But uh, I couldn't pass him Leo. after that. Leo. 
you can't let that happen again, buddy. You can't let that happen again. Yeah, I didn't let it happen again. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, I love Lee. I love you, man. I think you are going to be great. I know mom is coaching you over there. I can see it. But I honestly, I think you're going to be great this year. What are your overall? So here we go. In the next five years, you're you're 13 now. In five mm-hmm. years, wait, and your birthday was when a couple weeks ago? Yeah, a week ago, I think. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. I mean, if on the bottom, I just remember that happy birthday. I was going to say happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Uh, what'd you get for your birthday? What'd you get? I didn't really get anything. Mm-hmm. I went to the track. Uh, I spent time with family. Uh, we ate out. We ate pizza. <laughs> and gelato. <laughs> and gelato. Yeah, we got gelato, too. Man, I think, honestly, you're living the life, buddy. And you're 13 now. So in five years, and I put you at 18 years old, which means you'll be eligible for Moto 3 and 2, I think. So where do you want to be in five years? I know it's hard to to imagine, but where do you want to be in five years? How do you want your life to look like in five years from now? Well... I want to be either in Moto3 mm-hmm. or in Red Bull Rookies. Yes. Around there. Mm-hmm. Or Red Bull Rook, uh, Talent Cup getting into Moto3. Okay. And what else? And, or maybe being in Moto2 already. Oh, my gosh. If you'll be in Moto2, man, you're – man – you really accelerating the curve, but you know what? You can do it, man. You got, like I said, you got mom feeding you your mentals, and hopefully she's going to be fending off those girls that'll be coming after you. You know, once you start winning in Spain and you got that hair, the girls are going to be coming after you left and right. I want you to stay focused. You understand? I want your mom to buy you some what we call what we call like like these blinders. Okay, you're going to look like this. And I want your mom to be with you at all times. You understand? I don't. I don't want you to be. I don't want you to be be uh, uh, unfocused. I want you to be focused on your goal. Don't let those señoritas, all right, get in, get in your way. You understand? Yes. Okay. If I have to, I'm, I'll pay your mom to be like, Mom, you got to make sure that Leo stays on the right path. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, MotoGP, is that what you want? Yes. And winning. Oh. Not just being in MotoGP. There you go. Winning in MotoGP. Getting podiums. Now, what if sometimes, you know, in life, the dream gets deferred where sometimes stuff doesn't happen the way you want, but you eventually get there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So let's just say you had to go or you had an opportunity in World SBK, but you were still young. Would you take that opportunity? Yes, I would. Okay. but Because the, uh, the company that owns MotoGP is mm-hmm. also the company that owns World Superbike. And if I can get into World Superbike, I can transfer from World Superbike to MotoGP. A guy from MotoGP, actually, he went from MotoGP to World Superbike. Which one are you talking about? Uh, Ika Leka Wona. Yeah. Like yeah, Ika. Him. Yeah, I, I know him. Yeah, I know them all. I mean, yeah, I know a little bit there, Leo. I mean, I know you're trying to act like you're smarter than me, but I know a little bit. <laughs> I mean, you might have gotten 13 and said your birthday, but I know a little bit, buddy. I know a little about this racing stuff. I may not be as talented as you, but I know a little bit about you, buddy. Okay, before we, before we get out of here, man, are you are you into music at all? Are you into music at all? 
Not really. Really? Yeah. I was, I was I'm going, not really into music. I was going, but go ahead, go ahead. Sometimes I like to listen to maybe like, uh, I think like a year before this, I I for some reason I had an obsession with doom, doom music. What's what's doom music? What is that? Okay, doom is a very gory game, <laughs> but it has like this really good heavy metal songs. You know what? With your hair, that fits you perfectly. Do you ever do like this when you're alone and and do this like yeah you ever- yeah. <laughs> I can see you going, yeah, you do that. You should, you should. There's a, there's a Spanish rock group over there named Los. Hold on. I got, there's a, it's a great Spanish rock group. Maybe your, your mom can find it for you. I'm going to look it up real quick before we get out of here. I, I, uh, Cause I, when I was over in Valencia for the season finale last year, I, I, um, I heard them and I was like, oh, these guys are great. I'm trying to get the artists. They were lost. Hold on for a second. I'm going to find them for you, Leo. I'm going to find them for you, Leo. And I want you to listen to them. And I mean, I think they kind of look like you too. They kind of remind me of you and they look like you. So hold on for a second there, buddy. I'm going to find this group for you. Artists, Los. Uh, hold on. Los. Los. Uh, there we go. Los Zugueros. L-O-S-Z-I-G-G. A-R-R-O-S. It's L-O-S-Z-I-G-A-R-R-O-S. Tell your mom to write that down. And the name of the song is Listos Pero El Dispegui. I know I said that wrong, but still, your mom will figure it out. Your mom's smart. Yeah. And, when, and when I heard that song, I, I just started rock and roll, but that song fits you perfectly. It's weird to say that, but when you listen to that song, you're going to go, yes. And so I think that's going to be your new song. Ligados? Okay. Yes. Yes. So look that up, Mom. I know you're listening. Yeah, thanks. Uh, no, you're welcome. And uh, do you listen to music for you, Race? Any, any, anything at all? Uh, No. I just mainly concentrate mm-hmm. on what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I really have to concentrate because if I don't concentrate, my start will maybe be messed up. And the start is the most important thing about the race. Because when you start, you can jump ahead. Or if you're starting in pole, mm-hmm. a start is very important because you can jump even further away from the people behind you. And it give you a greater advantage to what you had before. Here's something I want to ask you, though. Okay, let's just say you were getting ready, you know, for the start. Your, your, you know, your goal is the whole shot. Now, if you don't get it, for whatever reason, you know, things happen sometimes. That, you know, you can't you say like you maybe if you flub the start or maybe somebody cuts you off. Does that mess up your mental game or you have to readjust? How does that work? No. So if somebody cuts me off, mm-hmm. it's completely fine. And it's just racing. And so I'm, I shrug it off. I don't know how to say it. Like, like this. I don't know. And I keep going until I get them. Like, I get them and I, like, zoom away. That's what I want to do. Like, get them and then zoom away to get the next person. That's what I did in the Varano race, the last race that I got podium. Yeah. I got a person and then zoomed away to get the other person. It's kind of like that. And then when I got, like, the last person, those in SP2, mm-hmm. which is the faster bike, they were, the gap was huge already. And I couldn't get them. 
but at the rate I was going, the times I should have got second place. But what happened? But, but what happened? But the but because I started in last place and the um that crash, it mm-hmm. kind of made space for everyone. <laughs> man, Leo. Buddy, you're killing it, man. I'm so glad you gave me the opportunity because what I think, honestly, it, I just feel like I you know, I watch American Road Racing, but I feel like you're like a diamond in the rough. I feel like there's like three or four American racers that are over in Europe right now that we need to know about, and you're definitely one of them. So thank you so much to you. Thank you to your wonderful mother. I, I don't know where your father is, but tell him I said thank you also. Your parents are great. You have the greatest foundation there is because you keep that passion, you keep that smile, and you got the greatest foundation with your parents. You don't know how lucky you are to have great parents behind you, man. You got the world at your disposal right here, buddy. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. You got the greatest network. I wish you nothing but the best this year, man. Anything else you want to say to the people out there? Thank you so much for doing this interview Uh with me. Yeah. And giving me this opportunity. Um, Thank you to the people who follow me and support me. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Leo, thank you so much. Give me your last name again. Pronounce it again. Gimarize. Gimarize. Leo Gimarize, thank you so much. This year, ESBK Moto 4 Spanish Championship with the Alma Racing Team. Wishing nothing but the best, Leo. Thank you so much for being a guest here on Tales from a Gemini. Thank you, Mama. I appreciate you. I mean that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you guys for watching Tales from a Gemini. And you know how we say it about this time. You know the word. Peace.